eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. Oh yes, podcast time. Jerry is in Michigan, so joining me today for the post game podcast, the Eddie Scazzeri. Hi, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Today's going to be a uh, episode where we talk about aliens. Okay, because uh, I've been watching a lot of alien related uh, programming. Uh, mainly, mm-hmm. it started with uh, you know I like more reality type programming. Mm-hmm. Gina likes science fiction. Mm-hmm. And one day we landed on Ancient Aliens on uh, History Channel. And it kind of combined the two things. Uh, there's a reality component to it and there's science fiction. So uh, we, we started liking it and it was it would seem like something that we could agree on. And it's been on a long time. A long time on the History Channel. It's been on like, uh, I think it's like 18 seasons, like something mm. insane. So there's so many different things to choose from. Um and I have the Discovery Plus app of the streaming service, which, by the way, to me, one of the greatest. It's six ninety nine with no commercials. And it's got all the programming from, like, TLC, HGTV, ID Channel, TLC. Did I say that one already? It's got all the things, uh, all the channels I like. And you, History Channel. And have you gone back and watched some of the earlier seasons? Um. I, not full seasons, but random episodes I watch, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it. I wouldn't think that there would be enough ancient alien artifacts or sites right. to support 18 seasons. And how many episodes per season? I don't know. I don't remember. It's a lot. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I would tend to start in the beginning because I think that's where they had the best sure. things. Because what if the show was never picked up for a season two? Right. You want to get all the best things out there. But there's also, as because I watched Ancient Aliens, you know, they suggest programming for you. And there's a documentary on there called Two-Face the Gray. Mm-hmm. And it's about this guy who does, uh, who hosts a show, I think, on A&E, a, a ghost hunter show. Okay. And he and his friend thought they had captured a ghost on, on uh, camera, like a ghost looking through in a doorway or something. So they went on tour with it. Uh, you know, going to show in the video and talking to groups of people who are interested in such things. And a lot of people kept saying, that does not look like a ghost. It looks like a gray, an alien gray, to which they then started looking into that. But it, it, it's a long documentary. But in the documentary, this other guy approaches them and gives them all this information about uh, this supposedly top secret information about our history with the aliens. There were a couple things in there I wanted to see if you had ever heard of. Okay. One, uh, this guy, uh, the writings claim that the aliens are upset with us for a couple of reasons. One, nuclear, the fact that we made nuclear bombs and dropped the bombs. Hiroshima or some of the other. Nagasaki. Nagasaki. That's it. 
that the aliens are pissed at us for that. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, the fact that, that uh, the Hitler, they're mad at us, uh, they're mad at the world because of what Hitler did. Okay. And uh, the third one is uh, nuclear energy. Just the fact of using nuclear energy. They don't like us messing around with nuclear stuff. Have you ever heard of any of these things about upsetting aliens based on those items? Wars. In, it's wars, nuclear energy, and Hitler. Hitler. Well, in Stalin also was mentioned. In general, one of the leading hopes for people who are believers in aliens is that they will somehow save us from ourselves. That right when we're on the brink of destroying ourselves and the world that they will intervene and prevent uh, that from happening. That's one of the the big hopes of people. That the aliens will come save us. Right. Um, And then not I have never heard anything about Hitler, except do you remember the movie uh, Contact? I'm aware of it. I I don't, if I saw it, I don't really remember it. Jodie Foster, the whole thing. Um, You know, we received this message and when they sort of decode the message, it's an image of Adolf Hitler. And really freaked out. Like, why is why did they choose this? But the it turns out that that was the f- one of, if not the first, video broadcast that was strong enough to reach wherever the aliens are. So it was like the first thing they saw. So they just sent us sent that back to us to say, hey, yeah, we hear you. We got your Hitler photo. Um, and uh, and then in general, like the wars or the nuclear, you know, weapons that would tie in with the saving, uh, saving us from ourselves. There was also some talk that uh, that at some point that the that the the governments of the world were going to release information, the real information they have about the aliens, mm-hmm. in hopes that. They could show that the aliens want to attack us and that we should be one power, the world, uh, a, a one new, what do they call it? One world order? Or a world government. World, world, yeah, that that is the only way to unite the world and stop world world wars is that if we have a fear of being attacked right. by the aliens. Well, that's, I've always thought that. I'm sure this is not an original thought that, that I've had, but if you look at the history of humans or really you know any animals you have it started out as like a little family group or a tribe and they were bound together they were alike and they would then have conflicts with other family groups because over resources or what have you and then when you form little towns or little cities they would fight against other cities because they were different they were other and then it would, again, fight over resources. And then that just keeps growing to where countries fight against countries, packs of countries fight against packs of countries. So the theory is that to, in order to unite all humans together, we need to be attacked by an other. A non, non-human. Something different. And that would then bind us all together. But if there is an alien civil civilization capable of traveling all those distances and, you know, with ships and coming here, it would not be much of a fight because, you know, if they have that technology and are so far advanced to be able to do that, to travel between the stars, then, you know, whatever we got ain't going to be much against them. Then there was another thing in this uh, in this documentary by this uh, some of this paperwork they found, where supposedly uh, we went up to Antarctica to try to get some of those resources. I guess there's a part of Antarctica, the the northernmost part of Antarctica, that uh, did not see a lot of any civilization. And we went up there to try to tap some of those resources, oil and uranium. Mm-hmm. And because there was uranium uranium up there and the aliens knew that we need uranium for nuclear bombs, that the aliens hung out there. And when we, when 
we went up there to go get that uranium, they were blocking it. They were guarding it. And that we then sent a small military to attack them in Antarctica, and they blew us away to the point where the the government retreated from it. Yeah. Well, I mean, in terms of, you know, there's never been any human civilization on Antarctica. Yeah. Until, you know, very recent times. There's bases, scientific research, and McMurdo bases down there, what's ours, in our area of Antarctica. Antarctica. So, you know, that's all been recent, whether it's been human, permanent human habitation, but because of the climate and how it separated from the rest of the continents, whenever it broke off from, I think, like the Indian subcontinent or whatever and drifted down to the bottom of the world and became uh, covered with ice, that was long before modern humans evolved. So there's never been human settlements uh, down there. There's actually like some science fiction works where there was human, you know, settlements down there and it used to be a warmer climate, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that's just science fiction. So The aliens could be down there right now. Sure, hiding under the ice in a big ship. That's another, you remember the movie The Thing? No. Okay, John Carpenter's The I'm thing. aware of it existing, but I, I did not see With, it. Uh, Kurt Russell, the whole thing. Um, yeah, that was, they, they came, the scientists came across the remains of a ship down in Antarctica. And it, you know, there was this. An alien ship? Mm-hmm. Yes, huge. And there was this thing there that could mimic whatever DNA it came in contact with. So it turned into a dog and went to the American side and and then would impersonate people and the thing. And mayhem ensued. Hmm. All right. Uh, this uh, so th- th- this thing that this guy got in this documentary was this packet. It was like a government type packet that he he was he was given, uh, and in it it said that there had been five instances where we fired at aliens, and that was another thing they were mad at us for. Five different times we tried to attack one of their ships. And, and this that, was all. This was not in the ancient aliens. No, thing. this, this is a, something that referenced it. Yeah, this was a, a documentary called Two Face: The Gray. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that uh, five different times we battled the aliens on U.S. Uh, soil. Hmm. Well, and then they, I'm sure that they've talked about Roswell. They do. So they talked about uh, shooting down the one one uh, thing that where they got aliens. Right, and then we supposedly their bodies and yeah, well, yeah, we got their bodies somewhere, right? Alien and, bodies, and then you know, there's a in the past, I would say eight years, there's been all this anticipation that this is going to be the year when the authorities tell us the truth about the aliens. Twenty twenty two is well, yeah, but it's been of course they've been saying every year here this is going to be the year. This is and there's you know people are very excited about the possibility because. In terms of uh, news, that would be the biggest story of all time, that we are not alone in the universe. Do you think our presidents are aware of aliens? If they exist, yes. Or someone knows something. So why wouldn't someone like a Donald Trump, who's got nothing to lose and always runs his mouth, why wouldn't he tell us what he was told? Or do you think maybe they didn't tell him because they know he's Yeah, maybe not all presidents are bought (laughs) into the who knows. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's, you know, all these conspiracy theories is that, you know, they all know, but of course they can't say anything. And if they even thought about it, they would be whatever, eliminated and who knows? Eliminated by the aliens. Or, you know, by the, whatever government knows about all the aliens. I asked Gene, I said, I'm going to talk to Eddie about ancient aliens. What would you, do you have any questions? Mm-hmm. She has a couple questions. She said, are they hostile? Well, uh, if they do exist and they were hostile, I think, you know, they could have done to us whatever they wanted already. So we would know if they're hostile. I, I would think. I would think that. Um, and if they are just not here yet and are hostile, then we'll f- we'll find out. But I would think that if they did have bad intentions and they've been here for 
thousands, tens of thousands of years, however long humanity's been around and had brains to maybe, you know, mess things up, um, I, I would think that they would have had, they would have done what they had to do already. Right. So I'm going to say no. But if there are other civilizations out there that we just, they haven't come here yet or haven't found us yet, then, you know, they could be hostile. And that's with Stephen Hawking, you know, Stephen Hawking. That was one of his big fears about, um, hey, let's stop with this, you know, broadcasting our location and all about us out there because given the history, just looking at our own human history, whenever we, one group of humans finds an, a new area, <laughs> doesn't work out too well right. for the uh, indigenous peoples right. that are in that area. And and no reason to think that it, it, it wouldn't be any different if, you know, we're in some galactic uh, backwater and then we start sending out these signals and somebody hears it and be like, hey, Hey, look at this. This is a nice little little gem of a planet that we yeah. could just go take over and Here's a planet, let's steal it. Yeah, we can exploit it or whatever. So that was he he guarded against just openly broadcasting out. I mean, he said maybe we should just be listening first, but again, there's the the distances we're talking about. I mean, it it's 4 light years. So four years at the speed of light to reach the nearest star with with planets around it, which we now know there are planets, Proxima Centauri, companion star to Alpha Centauri, which is a little further. Proxima is closer, hence the name. That's four light years. So if you were able to travel travel at the speed of light, which we cannot, it would take four years. So how long would it take? It would take decades, centuries maybe, to go there and come back. So obviously the way science and technology just keeps um, evolving faster and faster and we can do more and more things, maybe FTL, as they say, faster than light travel, is going to be possible within 150 years. And that's a big breakthrough because then if you can go faster than light, somehow using whatever, time warps, uh, wormholes, whatever, then you can, then the distances don't matter. They're irrelevant. You can almost get there instantaneously. But we're a long way from there. So Gina's really bad at over-unders. Like she doesn't know that she lo- she hears over-under on over the radio. Under, yeah. She never gives a number, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the whole point of over-under. Like, she'll say over-under, uh, they have the oatmeal I want to get at the store. No. No. That doesn't make even but sense. But I know what she means, so I'll say over, meaning yes, they will. Under, meaning no, they won't. Right. So she has an over-under question for you that's not really an over-under. So it's like, what are the chances? Yeah, exactly. Basically. So she goes over-under, we meet aliens in our lifetime. I'm going to say under. Under, so not. Yeah. Okay. Now, see, you know how to play her over. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but if you, if the question is, do I believe that intelligent life exists somewhere else in our galaxy? Not the universe, just our galaxy. I'm going to go over, slight over. You'll give the over on that, over on Slight over. Okay. Do you think the aliens look like what we think they look like? The grays. Um, well, it, one of the theories about the grays is is that they are actually us, evolved millennia from now, maybe you know a million years from now. That they are what we evolve into, and that they are time travelers, historians coming back. Really? To, yeah, that's that's one of the theories. Is that and all the aliens are us just coming back once they've discovered how to time travel and just checking in on us. That's one of the theories. So the if you look at just the weirdness of the life forms on this planet, I there's no reason to think that aliens would be bipedal. 
at all and you know with the same face right structure eyes nose uh hands all in the ba- same basic places just looking at our planet there's no reason to think that they would look anything like us or even be carbon based it could be you know silicon based which is another very common common element that you know can sort of bind and become sort of organic um and there could be other life that we haven't even imagined yet that's why when we look for signs of life in um planets uh that we found thousands and thousands of exoplanets now we're looking in the habitable zone which means the zone where liquid water can exist because as far as we're concerned that's necessary for life liquid water we can't imagine life as we know it coming about where there wasn't liquid water but there could be life that doesn't require that we just haven't even thought of yet but we always look in the habitable zone and there's a new telescope i don't think it's up yet that is going to be able to look and this is just amazing that they can look light years away and deduce what the makeup of an alien atmosphere is from this spectrograph um the way certain elements will have a signature that they can tell by looking at the light that passes through is insane that that is a thing and this is like light year you know 60 light years away or more and they can somehow tell this the fact that they can find these planets by the just the fact that their stars dim slightly when the planet goes around them and that's insane to me that's so i need one of those uh, telescopes out there but they're going to be looking for biosignatures certain elements in the atmospheres that would be an indicator that there is life there not necessarily intelligent life but but life so yeah hmm. all right uh, well, I have to go take my car now to get my wheel changed yes. or something. Yeah, I heard a, a sort of hub or something. Possibly you could be like driving down the parkway and see your wheel. Yeah, I don't want my wheel to you. fall off. Uh, that, that documentary I was talking about was called Two-Face the Gray. And then we also talked a lot about uh, ancient aliens. Yes. Or we talked of the series. We didn't talk anything so specific. So shout out History it. Channel. Shout out History Channel. And is that other one on the History Channel also? The um, other documentary? You're not sure. Did you watch I, it? I did watch. I I did watch it, but I watched it. I watched it on the Discovery Plus app. But they so they have everything from all their channels on there. So, so it's one of their channels. It's on one of their channels. You know, History Channel would make sense, or some of their stuff is on the Travel Channel. Even some of those mm-hmm. weird shows. So, and they're are they also out. Nat Geo, or is that its own separate thing? No, Nat Geo is now a part of Disney. Oh, okay. So I have Disney. Yeah, so you could see Nat Geo stuff on cool. Disney. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And until then, may the force be with you. And we will see you on the warm-up show tomorrow. Live long and prosper. Jerry will return. And uh, uh, CeeLo was here this morning with me. Yes, he was. It's coming up right now, right after we say see you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, hey, Siri, play WFAN. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't oh, suck. Good morning. Uh, Mr. Jerry Recco is in uh, Michigan. 
Rutgers plays Michigan tonight, and he's uh, also uh, broadcasting a slap fight between Juwan Howard and uh, Coach Peichel of the Rutgers. So <laughs> CeeLo joins me. Good morning, CeeLo. Good morning. It's funny you bring up slap fights. Did you yeah. see uh, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and what's his name? Uh, is it Jake Paul are, are hosting a slap fight tournament? Oh, is that right? I, You know, I, I uh, saved the link for myself today to bring that up to you, and I neglected to read the details. But that, I did see that yesterday, and I thought of you. That used to be a morning show bit. Uh, also, where you'd get uh, you'd slap fight each other, and then until somebody quit, like I would smack you across the face, sure. then you would smack me, then I go, and then at some point somebody quits. Uh, it's funny when I I didn't know that about a morning it being a morning show bit. When I saw the story, I figured maybe that was something we could do here. Oh maybe, yeah, maybe you and I could you know slap fight to the death or something. Yeah, I mean I think if I was still with Ron <clears throat> and Fez, I'd be slap fighting somebody. I just have a feeling yes. that would have been Logan something. Paul before everyone Logan Paul okay. me on Twitter slap so, fight. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Omar in Brooklyn. Figure out how to use your phone. I the guys <laughs> called into the radio station a thousand times at yeah. least, and I it sounds like he's underwater. I don't know what goes on with people's phones. Ninety nine percent of the people that I speak with in my personal life, I have no problem with their phone. The one percent is Craig Carton. That guy, I can never <laughs> hear him on his phone. I think he's got his finger, his pinky on the microphone. I don't know Maybe what he does. Maybe that's what Omar is so, so excited and energetic and he, passionate that he's covering up the uh, mouthpiece. Yeah, everything else I hear so crystal clear, except for the callers to WFN that still can't figure out how yeah. to use their stupid phones. Well, a lot of them are in transit, so, you know, the service comes in and out. I when talk are you in my, transit? I transit here and back. I'm in transit. And how do you know how you sound on the other end? Because I'm, I'm never, never, nobody ever says, what? Huh? Uh, huh? Doesn't what? mean you sound great. Oh, I you sound. Know, it might not be air quality, but they can make out what you're saying. I see. I love when they go to me, um, I hear you fine. Yeah, I'm on a wired phone. <laughs> like it's the 1980s over here. I understand. I get I'm that. Over I, here. I usually check in with my parents on my commute home. Yeah, every and day. I, and it, not every day, but often. And that happens a lot where, like, I'm going up the Pulaski Skyway. Oh, yeah. I hear them fine. And all of a sudden, wait, where'd you go? We lost you. Yeah, the Skyway, uh, certain bridges will cut out. Yes. For the most part, though, pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. And that's you. Craig said yesterday you still got the 3G. Did I hear that No, right? he was lying. Oh, okay. That's not true. I'm, I'm, I'm on top of it. You're on top of it. I, I mean, love, you kind of have to be. I'm all about 5G, even if it's going to cause me disease. I haven't, I've not uh, elevated to 5G yet. I'm oh, still yeah. on the LTE situation. Oh, I'm 5G. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's fun to look to see where you get 5G. Like certain cities are not 5G. Mm. Other places are. I feel no, I hear no difference in my quality of phone call. But there are some people, conspiracy theorists, who think 5G is like causing diseases, causing coronavirus, uh-huh. causing planes to fall out of the sky. Plane, so What planes are falling out of the sky? Well, there was a thing here in New York very recently when, when uh, they were going to flip the switch to 5G. I'm talking about legitimately the past three weeks. Uh-huh. Where the the airlines put a stop to it until they made sure that turning on five G wasn't going to screw up their instruments. That sounds like when the you know the guy shows up in Ghostbusters to turn off the power grid and they try and warn him. I'm warning you, shutting this off would right. be a bad decision. Then of course they shut it off and all hell breaks loose. Right. So we had a way. Do we want high quality phone calls or planes still being able to fly in the sky? We had a way. Seems those like an two obvious, options. Obvious choice. But I've not read any stories about planes falling Me out either. of the sky since five G uh, debuted. Yep. So I guess we got through that okay. I think we are good. Then yep. I also see. I saw the commercials during Super Bowl. This five G internet for your house. Yes, I. Where it's a box. My wife and I went to Verizon the other day to see about upgrading our phones. Yeah, and it, and it talked about home internet, and I was like, "Oh, is that something connected with FiOS?" And they're like, "No, no, no, this no, is no. entirely different. It's all wireless." How about that? Five G. Interesting. But that's not available everywhere. All the new, what it does. A new fad. Guess what, cable companies? You screwed. <laughs> you screwed You've us been all waiting these for years. That day. Oh, that's like your fantasy. I rue the day. Yeah, yeah. I rue it. Whatever that means. It's coming at some point. You're not using it, right? To rue the day? You are looking forward to the day. Rue would be, would you know. Where I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. Like uh, I would say, I rue the day when I get punched in the face outside of New York City. Yeah. <clears throat> that I don't want. Correct. So you were using yes, it the opposite exactly. way if it's intended. Correctly. Gotcha. All right. Uh, day two of the MLB meetings uh, happened yesterday. Well, day two of this week. Yeah. Great. Evidently nothing happened. No, the the union made some minor tweaks, and the owners 
thought it was a step back. Step back. And they again said, let's get a third party in here. And the union said no. So, I mean. It was one step up and two it's steps so back. so silly, all of this. And, and all the guys that cover this that are reporting on this say the little minor tweaks they're making, are it's not even over the main issue, which is the luxury tax. Yeah, I saw So like, it's like they're tap dancing around all this. And like it's like a slap fight, honestly. Yeah. But they haven't gotten to the heavyweight part of it yet. Yeah. Yeah, I saw one of the things. It was like they were arguing over like a five thousand dollar difference for for minor leaguers. Like, what are you uh, doing? I mean, listen, listen. I don't want to come. I I, I I don't want to come across the wrong way because I understand minor league life, and there have been stories done on this, both you know, television and in print, uh, and blogs and podcasts and all that. They're trying to get the word out about just how you know ugly, not maybe not ugly, but rough this minor league life is and how these guys are treated like dirt, essentially. So I, I get that, and they want to represent that, but we cut to the cut to the chase. This, I mean, this is big business, so we're talking about the major leaguers and getting these guys back on the field and millions and billions of dollars. So you, to your point, it's hard to get all that wrapped up in, you know, what's going on for the minor leagues. And I appreciate the players trying to represent them, but ultimately, here's the, look, February 28th is the deadline to start the regular season on time. So this stuff that's going on the early part of this week, it always happens. The deadline's coming. I'm sure when they get to that, it'll be the last minute. Let's try and get this figured out. And they either will or they won't. So we're hanging on every story and every word right now because it's February 23rd and there's nothing else going on. But it's like enough already. Honestly. I hope we miss games. Well, I you do. Yeah, because I course. want it. I need I need to see a change in baseball. But what, what kind of ch- what change? Money. I want the money to disappear. I'm sick of it. It disappears, then baseball is going to go away at some no, point. It's not. No, it's not. Oh, oh no. Oh, these what do guys, you mean you want the money to disappear? I want these dumb salaries to disappear. Al, the salaries exist in all the sports. I know. I want them all to disappear, well, but this, this is just the so beginning. Why are you so focused on baseball? Because they're currently in a... In yes, a, because they're currently in so a lockout. So you want all professional athletes I don't, across the board to take pay cuts. Correct. I have no problem with the NFL in any aspect because the NFL earns their money. I understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I look at the NFL and a rando dumb game gets up 11 million people watching mm-hmm. it. A game no one cares about. Right. I know what they're putting their show. They're putting their um, games on broadcast television that's selling big money advertising. I understand the economics of yeah. it. I get everything. You don't get the baseball. Economics. I don't get the baseball. Well, there economics. must be another way that they make money beyond yes. television ratings. No. Well, th- right. there has to be. No, I already know what it is. What this is, is it? my battle with the, the cable companies in general. Uh-huh. The, the battle is everyone pays for sports, whether you watch it or not. You're talking about the regional channels? Yes. Yeah, yes. but not every team has a regional sports oh, yes, they network. Do. Not every team. Every team. Every team has every a regional, team. its own regional sports no, network. No, they may not own it, but there is a, they're all on regional. No one's right. on over the air TV. I understand. TV. It's not like the NFL where it's, yeah. you're either on Fox or CBS on a Sunday. Right. So, how many people do you think are watching Yankee games on Yes Network? It's, I don't know the answer to that question. On a good day, 300,000. So, your point is people. They're not earning their money. I get it. People that don't even realize that they're. They don't watch. They're paying yes. for it anyway. This is and they're lining me. MLB's pockets. Correct. All right. Stand on your own is what I always say about these sports. If you can stand on your own, clearly they can. <laughs> clearly they can't. They can't. Not enough people are watching. Right. Okay. So I don't. When when I turn on a game and no one's there, when I look at the TV ratings and no one's watching, yeah. I don't want a guy making fifty million dollars a year. So, so from that aspect, even though you don't like or care about hockey, you more respect what goes yes. on there. I guess. Because their ratings are not great, and the salaries represent that because they're significantly lower. Right, but they're doing the same thing. They're they're on these networks that everyone's paying for without watching. You Uh, know, they are. MSG locally, NBC Sports Network, which no one watches. ESPN's back in the mix now. ESPN ESPN is annoying. Yes. See, that, though, people don't pay for without realizing they're paying for it. The streaming services. Right. Although, you know what? They group it in, and and they make it be like, oh, I guess I'll get it. Uh, oh, I get, yeah, oh, I but get. you can you can pay for it individually, or yes. you can pay for it as part of the and bundle with Disney it, Plus and Hulu. And they give it for free for some things. So yeah. they, they all got toss in. They all got scams. Works going. out great for me because we got to have Disney Plus for the kids, right? And I get the ESPN Plus, which gives me not only the hockey but all the golf streaming coverage, which I'm very into. Okay, yeah, that's a nice little deal for me. Yeah. So uh, just when I thought we were going to start getting back at these sports that don't earn their money. Uh, with people cutting the cord and and then YouTube TV and Hulu TV, what they all do? 
throw sports in there. So now if you subscribe to YouTube TV or Hulu TV or FUBU TV, you you are paying for sports. Uh, Even if you don't watch it. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Not a guess. That's a yes. Okay, but my question, though, is this then. So for those streaming services, have you had what the the price? Their prices have been hiked because they tossed in sports? Hiked. Now, look, I can't speak to YouTube or the other streaming services. I've had Fubo TV for over a year now. My price has not changed. What is your price? $74.99 a month. That's insane. Why is it insane? What what did you say? It's like half of the cable cost. cost. No, it's not. Sure it is. It's not. Sure it is. Show me. Show you what? Show me your bills. Well, it depends on what package you have cable Package. Yeah. Right. So me package. your equal cable package is pretty much the same. You're not saving that much money like you think you are. Oh, maybe not that much, but I am saving money. You're still paying for things mm-hmm. you're not watching. Correct. Right. Which is the whole point of cutting the cord. Okay. So you didn't uh, cut the cord. I cut the cord to an extent. No, you didn't. You got you have cable. They call that CeeLo cable 2.0. Here's why I'm different, Al. The people, most people that want to cut the cords because they don't want, like to your point, I don't want to pay for the sports because I'm not right. watching it, but right. I do. Okay. I'm a sports fan. I work in the business. Right. I have to watch. The, right, right, right. Okay, but saying? that's my point, yes. But it's, my point is that these greedy sports, uh-huh. that's my point. Well, you have to find so, then the right, there are streaming there service. There aren't. Yes, there are. Tell me one. Believe me, you, Cielo, you really this is, get into this? Yeah, because I'm obsessed with it, and um, I know everything what's about the it. one? Is it, so there is isn't it one. Sling? They have, no. diff, they have an orange and right. a blue, and like they have a right, basic... It, it's like it's like thirty bucks a month, and there's nothing in it because. Well, what you can't have it. Both I can't ways. have it both what do you ways. Mean there's nothing in it. I can't have it both ways. In order for it not to be the same price as YouTube and Fubo and Hulu. All right, so you want to get to a system now where you get to pick and choose exactly what channels you or, get. Yes, but that's not going to happen. Why? Because it's not good business for the companies. Right. You know why? Because they will fail on their own, just like baseball would fail on its own. I don't think anyone is debating that. But I then mean, what are we doing? What do you mean, what are we doing? What are we doing with baseball and this lockout? Lock them out. I don't want them back. What are we doing with baseball and the lockout? Yeah. It's the owners don't want to pay as much and the players want more. It's, it's you bring up sl- economics 101. You bring up Sling TV because they have Sling Orange and Sling right. Blue. Yes. Guess what? One of them, they, all they've done is split the channels. Yeah. No rhyme or reason. There's some sports on this one, some sports on this one. So if you it, – it, it's not right. Okay. I know what they're trying to do, but it doesn't work. Got it. Well, it sounds like you have a – I'm an expert on – It sounds like you have a business opportunity brewing then where you can partner up with somebody, some group of people, and you can come up with some new own streaming platform. Cable, and, no sports cable platform. I, have, I give you all the cable channels mm-hmm. – no sports. It would be very reasonably priced. Because sports, this Instead is no so, hot takes. No sports. No hot takes. <laughs> no no sports. sports streaming. I'm just I'm sure it's sick not of that baseball. Simple. I hate baseball. Oh, not God. the sport. I love the sport. I hate the business. Understand. You know what you should start doing that? Start watching college baseball. No. All right. Start not attending interested. high school games. Not interested. The purity of it. I want to watch Innocence. the Mets, but I want to... You I want, want to watch the Mets, I but want, you don't want to pay for it. Is that what you're saying? I don't want people <laughs> who don't want to watch the Mets to pay for it. Okay. That's what I want. So you're sticking up for the everyday, the everyday, everyday person that That's gets me, stepped Cielo. on. Getting squished. Or the ignorant people don't realize what's yeah. going on. And here's, you. The, here's the other thing you know about how baseball knows they can't stand on their own. Oh, MLB package I'd like to purchase uh, to watch the Mets. Sorry, you live near you live here. Yes, the blackout restrictions. <laughs> I, know. I I agree with that. That is frustrating. Yeah, because because they, they know they can't survive on their own, and they know that they can get away with it until somebody steps in and makes it illegal. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. Except there's a nice little workaround, legal workaround. Yeah, is it legal? It is legal. What is that workaround? You get a VPN for mm-hmm. your computer, which is legal, right? Which you could make it look like you're living in Chicago. Sure. And then you stream your Mets games. Yes. Giddy up. Techn- technologically advanced Legal. individual could take care of that. Plus but you're the paying everyday for it. man, the common man doesn't know how to do that. I'm going to walk the common man through it. There you go. I'm walking you through it, common man. Get yourself a VPN. You're Put like your a, name on it. An activist before. I am an activist. That's right. <laughs> you got to see me. Do you know what I do all day now? Like it used to be. Yeah, I know you got a lot of time. I got on a lot of hands. time on my hands. Yeah, I used to just be obsessed with the radio station. I would just listen to everything. It would drive you used me. Used to you mean like six weeks ago? Uh, yeah, six <laughs> weeks ago, <laughs> two months ago. I was with Cartner Roberts. I was that. I would drive me crazy, uh, right? 
So I stopped that. Getting then fights with employees on Twitter. Yeah, I was fighting employees. Guest spots. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, right. fighting with. I was fighting with WFA and Twitter. Right. I mean, think about yeah. that. Chicken parm Lou. Chicken parm Lou. Like, oh, how dare you? <laughs> then I started with the politics uh, po- uh, podcast. How'd that work out? For Not you? good because no. then I get obsessed with that. Yeah. Right. So now I'm watching <laughs> YouTube videos about cord cutting. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm part of that community now. Two questions for you. One, yes. what did you run out of, you know, murder documentaries to watch? Well, I watched no those one... at night. But yes, I am running out of those. <laughs> I watch those in the evening. I don't like to and watch my TV. My second question for you is, and I understand that your your girlfriend is uh, very successful, very busy, very accomplished. I mean, you got all this. Why don't Why don't you spend some of it She's with her? She's working. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're talking what? This is like middle of the day stuff? Yeah, this is noon till about 4 o'clock. I get <laughs> oh obsessed with <laughs> I'm currently obsessed with cord cutting. I got a long list. If you're looking for, if you, if you need things to fill your time, there's plenty of things. I could put you right to work. <laughs> things that I never get to because I don't have that free time. If I, I, can oh, I got, pass that off? Can you be my be my proxy and I'll pass off my chores and errands to you? I've got things to get to, but uh-huh. I get locked in on cord cutting videos. I mean. This is what I do. So baseball, I don't feel as bad for you now that you had to take whimsy for the, you know, the anal gland squeezing right, the other day. Right, like, what else am I doing? Uh, yeah. What Seriously. else am I doing? Doesn't have time to respond to Boomer's texts, but he's got time to watch cord cutting. It's not that I don't have time to respond to Boomer's texts. I don't know what to say. You didn't think it was warranted a reply. Well, sometimes they're just like stories like a guy beheaded on the subway. I'm like, what do I, how do I respond to this? <laughs> <laughs> He sends his doom scrolling stories. Right. So you feel like j- just just him sending the message is like therapeutic for him. He's not actually yeah. looking for a you response. Know. He just wants to know right. he's sending it and it's being seen by his people. Plus, the problem is when you send a group text, if, if I send you a text, I expect you to respond to it. Sure. But if I send a group text and you're on it's it, someone you else, don't respond. It's someone else's, else's responsibility. Yeah, yeah, someone else will respond. Yeah, Gio will respond it. to that. Yeah, which he didn't. I'm busy watching cord cutting videos. <laughs> I have no time. You didn't respond. Gio didn't respond. And Jerry admitted yesterday, yeah, it might have been a toss-up for him. Right. Boomer Esiason. <laughs> Man. Yeah. That's what happens. That's what happens over, well, not for Gio, but for you and Jerry, you know, 10 plus years. You guys just take it for granted. We take it for granted. Absolutely. Whatever. Who cares? See, Lou, on the other side of the break, I've got a problem with the Yankees next. And it has nothing to do with cord cutting. baseball. Problem with the Yankees. It has nothing to do with cord cutting or uh, the money being made. All right. Make sure before the show ends, we get into Aaron Aaron Rodgers' cleanse. Because you did not do your research on that. And I'm very excited to bring that to you. All right. I have that slated for, so the next segment is segment two. Okay. I have that. Slated for segment three. Excellent. Uh, and then uh, Boomer and Geo back uh, at the top of the hour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I'm with CeeLo today as Jerry's in Michigan for uh, Rutgers, Michigan. This fella here, uh, this is the Screaming Trees. Uh, the guy passed away, lead singer. Only 57 years old. A grunge icon, they say. He uh, he was very good friends with Mr. Kurt Cobain, who you may know was the head of Nirvana. Yes. His it, would have been birthday just passed. I is believe. that right? I thought I was seeing stuff about him. Or maybe it was the anniversary of his passing. One of those two. The One of those things happened. Well, well, this guy's last name. Week I was seeing seeing stuff about him. This fellow's name, Mark Lanigan. Gotcha. He, uh, birthday, the, February 20th. Kurt Cobain. Uh, Mark Lanigan passed away at 57. He did have COVID. He had a bad case of COVID a little while ago, but they thought had recovered from that, and they didn't say what the cause of death was, So I'm going to guess had something to do with that. By the way, just I meant to Screaming mention this. Screaming trees. You just triggered my memory again. I meant to mention this yesterday. Um, best wishes to Don LaGreca. Yes. Who's in the hospital or was as of yesterday with pneumonia, which I believe was post a post-COVID situation. Correct. So, uh, you know, hopefully he turns the corner and I was, comes out okay and things are all good in his land. I was looking for updates on that actually yesterday afternoon yes. and I could not. 
find I would think the the K show would give more updates on yeah, Twitter. I don't know they have uh, I, you know what specifics they might have gone into on the air, but I know they had revealed that he went in, I guess, between he was on Monday's show. Um but then this Tuesday, past Monday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. This was just within the last couple of days he went in. So um, you know, very nice guy and been in the business a long time. So hopefully hopefully that all works out for him. Yes. Well wishes from the warm up program. That's right. Mr. Don LaGreca. Yes. Uh, here's my problem with the Yankees, CeeLo. Go ahead. They're going to retire Paul O'Neill's number. I mean. That's the hill you're going to die on? Yeah. It's the hill I'm going. I'm climbing up the hill right now, and I plan All to right, die on it. Try to sell me. Go ahead. Because, honestly, I don't have a strong take either way on right. this. And that's I, the problem. I, I can see both. That's the problem? Yeah, that is the problem. We don't have a strong take on it. Well, right, you I could don't. Go like, Some do. I don't. You go, ah, Paul O'Neill, okay. All right. Uh, is he Babe Ruth? Is he Derek Jeter? Who are some other Yankees with retired numbers? All right, so I'll say it this way. Did you have a problem when they retired Jorge Posada's number? Yes. Okay. Well, then I can't really have a conversation with you. It comes down to this, right? The core four homegrown guys versus an import. But O'Neill was imported before the run began and was part of all of it and was a well-respected leader in the clubhouse, well-respected by the fan base, a guy that played hurt, never complained, Showed up, did his job. You know, he, like, embodied, I think, the sort of spirit of the fan base at the time. Is that fair? All right. And he, I mean, he was with them a long time. Like, I understand he began his career in Cincinnati, he came from the Reds, but he played for the Yankees for almost a decade through their dynasty and was a huge part of it. Like, he gets this number retired, and the the guy who's got his number retired previous to that is Jeter. Okay. Like, they're not equals. Do they have to be equals yes. in order? To, but, okay. They do. All right, Al. They've got to be is, equals. Is Derek Jeter an equal to Babe Ruth? Yes. Or Lou Gehrig or DiMaggio? Yes. Or, in your eyes, he is. As a Yankee, yes. Well, then again, you're, you're taking, you're taking um, non-tangible factors into play then. Correct. Which I think is part of what makes O'Neill appealing as a option of a guy whose number you would retire. Now, I did do uh, some uh, reading of these articles, uh-huh. Silo, and I these do see articles. that he played. He was nine years with the Yankees. There you go. I said almost a decade. He Was it was full... 93 to 01, I think? That I don't have okay. those numbers. And he won four World Series yeah. titles. Well, and not just along for the ride, like right in the are thick you sure? of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sure. It's my childhood you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just thought these, And I feel like the Yankees, they always said the Yankees are running out of numbers because they're retiring yeah. so many of them. From 1 to 25, there's only a handful left now. Is that right? Yes. I think Mark Feinstein listed them yesterday. I don't know off the top of my head, but it's a dwindling number. A small number. Of, now, uh, I will, like I said, I, I can see both sides because I'll say this. Like, he, he had the plaque already because in Monument, it's complicated. You get the plaque. You get the plaque The retired first. number. So it's not always first. Sometimes it's done together, the plaque and the retired number. And then the Monument doesn't come until after you die. And there's only, I think, four or five of those. It's a post- What's the word? Post mortem. No, not post mortem. Post posthumous. Um, thank you. Hot. There you go. You can always rely on Eddie when you and I are morons and don't understand Wait. the English language. So you're saying there's plaques, right? Plaques. Some of them don't have a retired number. Okay. Just a plaque. So my point is this. Well, what's this O'Neill, monument? You're discussing? The monument are like the, it's like a statue of yourself. Um, not a statue, but like it's a it's a big, essentially red, maybe like uh, stone or marble, and then they have the plaque like mounted on. Oh, that. okay. Yeah. So I could look up the the guys, but it was all the monument po- guys. Post, what is it again? Any post posthumous, posthumous, posthumously, po- not post posthumous, posthumously. Yes. Anyway, circling back now, O'Neill had the plaque dedicated, I think, in '06, and my point is, so did Tino Martinez, hmm. also part of the dynasty, but no retired number for Tino. Why? So if you want to play that game, I do. My guess is because Tino. Yeah, you know what? I can't really. Yeah. Because now he came in later than O'Neill, but also at the start of the run. Because Mattingly retires, right? Tino's on the Mariners team that beats them in the 95 Division Series. He, then he comes in that offseason, and bang, he's right there from 96, right through the you know the last World Series run that that group had in 2001. I just want to get stricter with these retired I get it, but, you know. Let's go. Clearly, they've. But Tino's the Bam Tino. Did O'Neill have, like, a name like that? The Warrior. Yeah. The Warrior? That's what they call him, yeah. 
I am the warrior. God, did you guys live in New York? Through, in the 90s, the- I was uh, in uh, Indiana and, and Florida. You were not in New York for any part of the Yankee run? When was the Yankee run? <laughs> the World Series run yeah. was 96 through 2001, as far as the no, victories went. I was in uh, Tampa, Florida those See, years. So you're, you, we, I can't have this conversation. <laughs> also, I boycotted baseball then after the strike. Oh, my God. I boycotted baseball from the strike. And here we are. It all comes full circle. I hate baseball. I love the sport, but I hate baseball. Yeah. I've got a problem with the Yankees. I just want to watch the Mets for free, and I want to pay for it. Al has been tilting at God. windmills for a decade. I don't even know what that means. What's that mean, tilting at windmills? Google it. You Google it. I'm just working. like Aaron Rodgers yesterday when he mentioned his cleansing. Go look that up. Go look that up. Yeah. Read a book while you're at it yeah. once in a while. Yeah, Where's so from the, 94, uh, well, and then I, when I got back here, when I got back to WFA and in 2007, CeeLo, I hopped back on the Met bandwagon yeah. and baseball. Right. That's why yesterday, Jerry, I, I was a Met fan. I'm like, no, he's not. He's a fraud Met fan. That's why anytime like the Mets did st- stuff where they bring, like, they'd always bring Tom Seaver back and they'd always bring Mike Piazza back with him. I'm like, where's Gary Carter? Get him back here. They never brought Gary Carter back. Never? Well, they did, but, like, <laughs> whenever they needed a catcher, they always brought Mike Piazza. Like, a ceremonial pitch. Yeah. Tom Seaver Day. I can't speak to that. I don't know enough about oh, the right? behind the scenes and if they reached out to Gary or what they were. I, I don't know. I don't know. I answer. guess Gary was uh, <clears throat> strict. Perhaps. I don't know. Here's your monuments, by the way. All right. Not the plaque, not the retired number, the monuments. So these are these are plaques on headstones? Essentially, yeah. Really? There's headstones much. out. You've never you, gone out to the monument I actually, park? I actually got a... A nice tour of Monument Park. So you should remember that. When we uh, did our softball game out there, the the man who runs it, very nice gentleman, oddly enough, took me and Joe Piscopo (laughs) to tour Monument Park. It was cool. It is. It is kind of like a headstone. The plaque is on there with like the, I don't know if it's bronze, you know, the face, not like a a 3D bust. Not a bust. The Pro Pro Football Hall of Fame, but you've got the face on there. So you've got got Miller Huggins. Never heard of Lou Gehrig. Babe Ruth, Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle. That I like. There you go. That is a very esteemed that is. club. Other than that first guy, who I don't know who that is. Oh, Lance Huggins? Miller Huggins. Miller Huggins? Yeah. No. There's, Miller Huggins' Manager. family has to convince him that he's out there with Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig. Who's the other one? Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio? Yeah. So you have to pass away in order to... Surprise, Yogi isn't out there. Well, that's what Sweeney was making that point yesterday. Now that he's passed, he would be one of the next guys you'd consider the monument for. More more uh, rings than Jeter. That's right. I would approve of that monument. Oh, I'm glad it has your stamp of approval. (laughs) Yogi met Al's benchmark. (laughs) By the way, Miller Huggins managed the uh, Yankees from 1918 through 1929, so like right through the dominant era (laughs) with Ruth and Gary. They had a great lineup. National Baseball Hall of Fame member. What yeah. was that lineup called? The nineteen twenty-seven Yankees killer. Cr- the oh my god. The uh, hold on, hold on. Three-time World Series champion manager, and that's back when you know there wasn't uh, lengthy playoffs where everybody got in. Right. Yeah. What was it, Eddie? What was that now? Murderers Row. Murderers yeah. Row. Right. Murderers Row. Maybe we move on to another topic. All right. You, you're kind of. <laughs> You're kind of embarrassing yourself. Right I'm fading now. here right now on my, uh, my arguments. What were you going to call it? The, what were you? The killer. What, what was the first thing that came to killer mind? Crew. There? Killer, <laughs> killer crew. Killer crew. <laughs> I thought Murderers Row uh, only referred to that All Star game where that dude struck out all the uh, all the uh, all those guys in a row, like the big hitters. What? There was that All Star game. Nineteen. 19- one of their early ones. Yeah, where 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 some dude struck out like Ruth Gehrig, all these great players all in a row. Oh, I guess I should know about Shut that. Shut their asses they right down. that Murderer's Row, or you're making that up? No, I thought they called that Murderer's Row. That yeah. guy should have a plaque, whoever that was. Get him a plaque. Huh. Get him a retired number. All right. Get him in the Hall of Fame. Maybe he is. I don't know. I don't know who it was. All I right. should. I'm sure I'd know the name if if someone could pull that up for me. After the break, uh, CeeLo, you're very excited to tell me about this Aaron Rodgers cleanse. Well, because yeah, I said, did you read up on it? You were like a little bit. I read it. I and didn't... based on your response yeah. to my question, I know that you did not. I missed the detail. Delve deeply enough into it, or else all right. you'd be you'd be all over it. We're all fascinated with Aaron Rodgers now. It's yeah, interesting. Like I, again, I think it's a product of there's just nothing else going on. Right, but we've locked on to this guy. 
Yeah, we have. And that's a credit to the, to him knowing that what he puts out there is going to elicit a, a response and a reaction. It's starting to tick some people off. Right, like he's he not happy about, with the Packers. He grew his hair long. He was yeah. uh, dating uh, Engaged. The, the race car driver. Oh, okay. He's Shailene Woodley. Yeah. It was Carl Hubble, by the way. Oh. And it was five. It was Ru- uh, Ruth Gehrig, Jimmy Fox, Al Simmons, and Joe Cronin. What did they call it, though? Did they call it that he struck out murderers? No, No. of course not. Shocker. (laughs) That's what I called it. (laughs) Louis Guillaume. (laughs) Or whatever you call them. Louis Louis Guillaume. Yeah, well, that is the correct name. That's his actual name. All right. So let's do that on the other side, CeeLo. And then Boomer and Gia will be here in about 20 minutes or so. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Hal Deeps. I'm working today with Mr. Christopher Lopresti as Jerry's in Michigan. Uh, just to answer somebody on Twitter, I'm aware Gary Carter passed away. Uh, yeah, I, I knew you knew that. He was my favorite player of all time. You're talking before that. I'm saying before that. They yeah, yeah. always chose Mike Piazza over him to do stuff. Hmm. That's because Gary was... Too straight-laced for the Mets. Piazza, the more marketable guy. I guess More so. recognizable guy for, yeah, the, uh, for the younger, younger fan. Younger yeah. fan base. Yes. He had handsome, good looks. Gary Carter was only, you know, a player with a lot of heart who played the toughest position. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, so did Mike Piazza play the catcher also. Yeah. Interesting you have that take on Gary Carter, yet you're knocking Paul O'Neill getting his number retired with the Mets. Same kind of... What do you mean? Same kind of dynamic, you mm. know, heart and soul player. I don't know about that. All right, fine. I don't know about that. I don't know about comparing uh, uh, the great Gary Carter with uh, Paul O'Neill. Okay. You see, Carter was from the 80s. Right. Yes, of Which course. I love O'Neill from the 90s. Correct. Yes. 80s, right. good, 90s, yeah. bad. Correct, exactly. <laughs> Carter also, like O'Neill, played for multiple franchises. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lifelong Met. But that's all right. No worries. All we have is 86. Yeah, I understand. For the Mets. So yeah. all of those guys... Their careers take precedent right. over the others. Of course, others. you're now making my point for me because O'Neill was part of that group for right, the, the Yankees. Yan- but the Yankees have so much more to choose from as yes, far as historical. Okay, that's fine. But they've already covered the guys from yesteryear. Oh. Now that those this group of Yankees has been retired for you know coming up on a decade, or in O'Neill's case, over a decade, that's now who they're looking at to honor. Fair enough. Yes, we'll agree to disagree. Fine. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers uh, did show up on Pat McAfee yesterday and uh, immediately said there's going to be no news on his future as he just came out of a cleanse, which he said was a panchakarma. Panchakarma. Yeah. Panchakarma cleanse. I never cleanse. heard of until yesterday. Me neither. Which, which is why he said, look it up, and everyone did. He said, Google it. It's a <laughs> cleanse that uh, originated in India. Yeah. See, that's where you, you read, you got kind of the nuts and bolts of where yeah. it came from. Right. And sort of what it was all about. And then you stopped there. Yeah. The, I stopped at. It's all about silencing your mind and your surroundings. Right. I went, all right. That makes sense. Are you interested in how you go about yeah. silencing your mind and your surroundings? Yes. Deep relaxation and a meditative outlook on life. Okay. So that's apparently what this gives to you when you go through it and get to the other side of it. And that's what he said. I came out of this cleanse, and the first thing I thought of was how much gratitude I had for the people in my life. So I then said, I'm sure Geo felt the same coming through the... Well, he only he, he didn't do 12 days. He only five did days. five days. Play along, right? Okay. So there's five steps of the Panchakarma cleanse, okay? Mm-hmm. And they have names that I can't pronounce, but All I right. will attempt. Vaman, I'm sure I'm getting this wrong. That is the administration of emetic drugs that induce a severe spell of vomiting to clean the upper gut. Wow. Okay. So, so he took something to make himself vomit. That's part one. Uh, Viricon. Forced diarrhea that purges and cleanses the bowel. Okay. That's I could do with that by eating chicken wings. Doesn't it sound very relaxing? Yeah, and very relaxing. <laughs> Basti, medicated enema used to cleanse the accumulated toxins through the colon. 
All right, okay. so you're vomiting, you're diarrheaing, <laughs> then you're giving yourself an enema. enema right. Wow. Uh, nausea, nasal administration of medicated oil to cleanse the accumulated toxin. Okay, that doesn't sound so bad. In your nose? Yes. Nasal administration. So that's Got in it. your nose. And then uh, roctamoxina, mm-hmm. a procedure done to cleanse the blood. I'd like some more specifics on that, but that's what it says here. And the cleanse also includes three days of consuming ghee or ghee, ghee, which is a form of clarified butter. I love the wording here. <laughs> so you consume this clarified butter until you evacuate at both ends. At both ends. Evacuate at both ends. Okay. One day of therapeutic vomiting. Therapeutic, keep in mind. One day of laxative therapy. Three days of herb drops in the nose. Many days of enemas <laughs> and yoga and meditative thought. This sounds like a terrible idea. But this is all done for relaxation and to feel We got to get Boomer to get on. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Boomer does love a fat diet. Yeah, he does. We get Boomer and, doing enemas in the bathroom and it, here. It would challenge his, it would put his superpower to the test. Right. Now. He, I will say this. Vomiting, diarrhea, enemas, nose cleanses, blood cleanses, eating butter till you (laughs) cleanse at both ends. Clarified butter until you evacuate. Clarified butter. I don't know what clarified butter is, but that's what it says here. That's hardcore. So I will say this. In watching and listening to Aaron yesterday, he did seem very relaxed and at peace and happy and comfortable. So I would have liked a perhaps video of what he looked like along the way. Throughout this process. Right, videos of him getting enemas. But he did come onto the other side, apparently in a better place. And feeling very grateful, as we found out on Monday night's Instagram post. And it seems like maybe he came to the other side of this and is mending the fences now with his, what we thought, ex-fiance. Right. Because he's talking yesterday as if she's still in the picture. And some people believe she was in his, wherever he was, whatever home he was at. Because you hear the female laugh in the background at some time at one point, and then people are comparing that to a Shailene Woodley. Is it Woodley? Yeah. Laugh on, um, what was it, with uh, Jimmy Fallon? Oh, they were comparing her laughs. Somebody did put out, like, she was on one night with Fallon, and she laughed, and they tried to put that up against the laugh heard in the background. People were like, hey, it sounds a lot like her. And, of course, McAfee brings it up and asks, and Aaron kind of gives this, like, sheepish look and says, that's ah, the TV. Mm. So a lot, a lot to... Lots to analyze and digest here. No you think she intended. was? She, she probably showed up after all the enemas. Like, there's I would, no way I would she. Think so. There's no way you still be turned on by someone if you're aware that no. getting enemas. No, in the I other think room. maybe they broke up. He went through this, came out the other side, and was like, "Wait, what am I doing here? I gotta, I gotta get her back." I don't understand these lengthy cleanses because, like, uh, I've had uh, Eddie's probably gone for colonoscopies. You might be too young for this. Too young, yeah, too not young. yet. Uh, that's like a one-day cleanse yes. for the colonoscopy. You stop eating at like a 4 o'clock. Well, it's like when you go for blood work, they tell you to, you know, not have anything for Yeah, but even like with, with the with the colonoscopy, not only you're not eating or drinking, but they you drink that drink yeah, where, yeah, you're, where yeah. you're evacuating clear liquid right. eventually. Yes. What? There's nothing else in there. So that cleanse should be a right. day. Uh, I think that... In 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 this case, it's to get loosen all the top. I've done I've haven't done the colonoscopy thing. I certainly have not done this, but I've done what's called uh, the lemonade diet before, which is a cleanse where you're it's fresh squeezed lemons, maple syrup, cayenne pepper, and water. Oh yeah. So I've done that. I'm actually was planning to do it um, in the next week or How so. How long you do that for? As long as you can last. I mean, could be a couple days, could be two weeks. I mean, whatever you can get through. But part of that cleanse is in the morning you're supposed to wake up and have. Um, lukewarm salt water it's called the salt water bath and you chug like a quart of lukewarm <laughs> salt water and it goes it literally goes right through you so really? you have to have access to the bathroom for the next 45 minutes or so because it's just it's like constant just right through just evacuating soft uh, salt warm salt water and it and it goes huh. right through you and you're evacuating that at one of the ends yeah and that's part of flushing the system out so, yeah, you could do it for one day, and your point is, well, nothing came out. But if you do it with the maple syrup and the cayenne pepper over across many days, it loosens some of the crap that's in there, no pun intended, and you're flushing all of that out over yeah. time. I got to do it's not, it's not just like a one-stop shop thing. It takes multiple days and eliminations, which is 
it's a form of, I think, what Rodgers did here, but this is a, it's a little more extreme. Very, the very. vomiting and the and the cleansing and the colon stuff. It's it's uh, does not sound pleasant. Very intense. I mean, I would love to have played Aaron Rodgers in a game coming right off of that cleanse. He's probably very weak. He could probably right. Hit him. He probably can't even run around. Back. He said there. that yesterday. You know, no exercising, no no weightlifting or anything like that. And he, apparently, he does this after every season in the off wow. season at one point. So there you go. Mm. How about that? Mm. Let's do sports minute. Oh yeah, Amy Lawrence on Phil Mickelson uh, backing up some of his hot takes. Oh no, hot takes. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Boomer and Geo in just a moment here. Jerry is in uh, Michigan for Michigan Rutgers tonight. Sans Jawan Howard. Yes, Sans Jawan Howard. Uh, so CeeLo be, will be on the updates. I saw. I thought what initially was good news for Geo, I saw that the Panthers were calling the Vikings about Kirk Cousins, which I thought, oh, Geo will like that. But then I thought, well, then who's their quarterback going to be? Good question. Maybe yeah. Deshaun Watson. Oh. He's cleared. Oh, all right. Could be a lot of names. Jimmy Garoppolo. Is that right? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady. If Aaron Rodgers went to the yeah. Vikings. WFAN and WFAN FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.